Great to be back here with another interview uh, with Mr. David Chiravira. He is now the director of uh, World of Life Uganda and you're going to see how all of this ties into. We're going to go back so many years um, when we talk about the, the ministry of camping and discipleship and how all of that ties into what is happening. Uh, in Rwanda. Now, I'm, I'm sharing some of these things with you because most of you may not know or might be confused when you keep hearing. You hear ministry in Rwanda and you do not know how all of these things connect. We are here to take you back to the history and, and more like tell a story of what God has been doing. Um, I'm reminded of the moments when they crossed the Jordan River and, and, and different hurdles, the Israelites. And, and God told them, put these stones here, that when your children ask what these stones mean, you will tell them uh, the story. And, and I think it's, it's not fair to look at different ministries and, and how they're doing without necessarily telling the story of what God has done over the years. And so I've, I've once again uh, had an interview with Mr. Chirabira. Um, one, he yes, he's, he's been on the podcast several times. He's, he's shared with us so many times. One, one of those that I really, really keep going back to the episode uh, is uh, the silent treatment. It was a shocker. And for me, the shocker was the fact that silent treatment can be actually abused uh, to the other partner. So that really stuck with me as, as a guest. I mean, as, a, as, a, as one who uh, hosts uh, different guests. So I would recommend that you listen to that particular episode. But Mr. K, once again, you are welcome to the show. How have you been? What's going on? Um, thank you very much for inviting me to be a part of this. And uh, I am well. We are well as mm. a family. Um, been a little bit sick. I think people are getting used to uh, the economy being opened up mm. and uh, you know, trying to catch up with different things. The ministry is also getting back uh, on its feet uh, after the lockdowns and it's exciting. It's exciting, but that's keeping keeping me busy, of course. Awesome. Good busy. Once in a while, you'll hear me refer to Mr. Chiavira as Mr. K, uh, but yeah, that's one name that is thrown around. Mr. Chiavira is... Uh, is, uh, is the director, like I said, of World of Life here in Uganda. But one of the things you may not know is that he's also on the board of directors uh, with a ministry in Rwanda. I asked him to come on board so as to help. But my first memory of uh, Devi is at camp. This is 2003, the first teens camp. I think it was the second official. But, but when I say official, I mean after World of Life has been registered. And I know Kenya had been doing... Uh, camps here in Uganda way before the ministry ever started uh, here in Uganda and that was at a Taiba High School I, I think it's now Taiba International School of, mm -hmm. of some sort here on Entebbe Road yeah. and I was a camper then tinned um, I was actually trying to remember some of the, the other campers who came along, Miss uh, uh, Chibaya Nelson, yes, Nelson yes. there's Gocharia, there's uh, I think Celestine, Chibaya just got married uh, mm -hmm. recently mm -hmm. and it's good to look back, he's now leading a ministry as well mm -hmm. uh, in Mukono, but then we were campers, we mm -hmm. were teenagers at camp and I have two very strong memories, uh, maybe now three, now that I mentioned. One definitely was the food. I remember us being given huge watermelons and ice cream. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the other was 
the jogging in the morning i still remember and i've referred to this so many times i still remember the the, the verse we were memorizing matthew 6 33 as we were singing and jogging in the morning matthew 6 33 mm, and mm. seek first his kingdom and all these things shall be added unto you i've skipped all the way to the end of the song mm. um but the other was at campfire yeah when we prayed. I do remember memorizing that prayer. I had a sticker at the back of my Bible. Mm, mm, uh, mm. We were given stickers. But it said something like this. When we were standing at that campfire, I remember holding that stick in my hand before throwing it in the fire and saying, God, all that I am, all that I have, and all that I ever hope to be, I now and forever dedicate to the Lord Jesus Christ mm. for his use and glory, now and forever. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I did not know the impact of what that would mean mm. years later. Mm. Now I look back and God has called Grace and I and our family to, to start the ministry in Rwanda. And that we've started. It has been going on for years. I'm only making a connection between a camper, a teenager, mm. years ago, and now sharing the gospel with fellow young men and and. Uh, and women but i know david that when we go back to memories we all have different versions yes, uh, yes. of memories what, what's your memory of camp uh did you i'm sure you didn't have all of this in mind when that ministry began but yeah share with us just take us back to what happened so many years ago well i mean um i mean what you've shared is uh, is, is not uh, unique to you i mm. mean that campfire uh campfire for word of life is a very surreal somber moment where people get to make decisions and a number of decisions have been made around that campfire that have gone on to impact you know the world and different regions of this country i myself got to that point of making that decision uh, where i am i believe it's because god took seriously the same decisions i made um, like, you, like you're saying getting to the point of saying all that i am all that i have and all that i ever hope to be i give to you um, interesting I th thing, I think, is uh, when we are making that decision at whatever age, we don't take it seriously, but God does take it seriously. Mm. And from that point onwards, it begins to, you know, change, you know, the trajectory of your life. And, and then you find yourself in a position where you are. Um, but talking about, you know, come, of course, the, the philosophy of, of Word of Life in trying to uh, run camps for young people. And, and by the way, back then, Camping was a very, you know, unique and new phenomenon within Uganda. Mm. Uh, I could, I could almost say very confidently that uh, the camping ministry, you, you, Word of Life was a pioneer in that. Mm. When we began running camps in uh, around '95, mm -hmm. 1995. Um, but what was the purpose of running camps was to create a platform where mm -hmm. young people can come and enjoy themselves but also create lasting moments that will be able to help them, you know, in their future lives and, and also a platform where life change is. So going back to that camp in, in Tiber, you know, um, it, you know, it doesn't surprise me that you, 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 you have those lasting memories mm. uh, that you're able to go back to and remind you of where you are right now and give you a push. Um, you know, scripture memorization, you know, the typical youth group, scripture memorization can be a laborious thing, mm -hmm. but finding ways in which it can be done in a fun way, in an mm -hmm. enjoyable way. And here you are, I think, over 15, 20 years down mm -hmm. the line, you can still remember mm -hmm. um, 
so creating those lasting moments and doing it in in a way that it can be fun mm. but you know sometimes we tend to think that fun needs to be you know dirty it needs to be mischievous it needs to be dangerous no it it, it doesn't have to be um and, and that's why we you know we created that platform of running camps where young people can come in enjoy themselves life change taking place and memorable mm. you know things being put in place for them to to to, to move forward and and that has been our hallmark of camps uh, since then, mm. and, and I can tell you, David, uh, there's quite a number of, you know, lives that have been changed, um, and like you've shared, you know, we have the Chivayas out there now; they're leading ministries. Mm. Um, I don't want to say camp has been the only thing, but I, I think it has been one of the defining moments for quite a number of people, mm. and um, our desire is to see that you know just grow and blossom and continue. Mm. Um, in, in other people's lives you know it's when you say you don't come to be you don't think camp is the only thing and you're right camp is only a week but it's amazing how much so much happens the other thing that happened at camp we were given these huge quiet and diaries mm. they were the size of a photo album then mm. i remember they had uh, of course the reading plan at the beginning the quiet time itself with a tiny commentary and then they had the lessons mm. um, for Bible study mm. at the back. Mm. Uh, of, and, and, and that's what made the plus a pencil case. <laughs> they even had a pencil mm. case. Mm. I think the first one there was, uh, I think, Jesus Christ and his church, his church yes. with a nail mm. uh, representing who Those Christ brown is. brown in cover. I actually have, I think, copies there in my, in my yeah. shelf. Yes. Today, we were celebrating the first edition of the Shinyaranda Quiet Time diary mm. this is mm. one that i've been translated and in a previous episode i didn't i remember sharing uh the fact that there's only one local uh, language commentary in rwanda at mm. least for as far as i know mm. um and and for us we have the charles ryrie we have matthew henry's in mm. english but someone who does not understand english or can't read they're limited in terms of how god's word can be explained and the other memory i have is me after camp I'm coming to Word of Life to pick quiet time diaries. Of course, I had mine that I had taken to school. By this time, I'm in Kremlin campus, uh, senior five. And friends are beginning to ask me, what is that? What is that? What is that? Even some teachers wanted a quiet time diary. So I told them, you know what? I know where they are sold. Give me money. I think there were 15,000 shillings mm. uh, then. 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. You 5,000 shillings. Uh, Uganda shillings. So I picked... A couple and i came to out of life in my school uniform with my necktie mm. and i came to buy quiet time diaries i remember you gave me two boxes mm. and those were about 20 and i couldn't carry them and he told me you go to school <laughs> i will bring them mm. i will bring them so it was funny me returning to school without the quiet the time quiet diaries <laughs> saying they are bringing them mm. <laughs> um, but it's 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 amazing how that very simple tool mm. has for years guided us as young people i was in boarding school then it, mm. i want to say it was one of the only sources of real content mm. that i could hold on to every morning to wake up in the morning and study and be encouraged in my work but would you like to just comment on the impact of quieting maybe not just for you mm. but for the lives of those you have worked with in discipleship 
Okay, uh, and maybe let me contextualize this. You know, mm. um, as word of life, we, we, we are intentional. Um, we believe there are certain disciplines that are very key and important in helping an individual to grow. Mm. Uh, of course, it begins with salvation. Uh, once someone is, is saved, and that's one our, our number one goal, that people get to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. But our second goal in all our programs, it doesn't matter what it is, is that people get to grow in their walk mm. so that they can be Christ-like. And, and we've identified as a ministry certain things that we tend to emphasize. Um, one of them is, uh, you know, scripture memorization. You know, that's what you did at camp. So that was intentional. Um, you know, Bible study, uh, we have platforms where people can study God's word. A quiet time, a daily devotion, we call it quiet time, but that's mm. a daily devotion where someone gets to spend time in God's word, meditates upon it, and gets time to pray as they build their relationship. And there's so many other things, faithfulness to a, a local church. Mm. Now, so it is not just a program that we run there it is something that is in line with our goals it is something that we have seen that has helped a number of people including you know we ourselves you know you're involved in ministry or helping young people to do that but it's because you've seen the impact in your life i have seen the impact of quiet time in my own personal life um so um you know and and I've, I've shared this before. I was working somewhere in a Christian college, and I, I would deal with discipline issues as well. Mm. But I'll tell you this, David. Whenever a discipline issue came up, uh, and I sat down with a young man uh, to ask them, you know, you know, get to find out the details of what was going on, and the, the very first question I always asked them, and it never failed, the very first question, I never even went to the discipline issue, I started off with, you know, how is your daily devotion? How is your quiet time? And without fail, and I can say this with a hundred percent, you know, um, certainty, without fail, every discipline issue that I had to deal with, the individual had been defaulting in their daily devotions. Mm. An indication that their walk was very far from the Lord, and hence, they're beginning to see the fruit of that mm. in the bad behavior. So when you ask the importance of quiet time, quiet time is, it's like a compass. Mm. Um, you know, you wake up every morning, it depends, it doesn't have to be in the morning or in the evening, but it's that, it brings in the awareness that I'm, I am not my own, I belong to someone, and I need to take time to recognize that someone by listening to him through his word, mm. and that is the Bible, and then, you know, dedicating my fears, my joys, my concerns to him. And so I leave that moment, whether it is 10 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, 30 minutes, recognizing that, you know, there's someone greater and he has something greater for me. And, and I think that's what makes a difference. It's a sobering moment. Uh, for me, I see that as a sobering moment. But also, it's not just a reminder of that, but it's a moment of transformation, you know. When I have to wrestle with, you know, the verses, today's quiet time, for example, in, in 1 Corinthians um, 11, we're looking at, you know, people who are pretending to be in ministry. You know, I have to get those moments and sit down and I say, am I, am I matching up with these people who are pretending? Mm. Or am I genuinely into ministry for a good reason? So, having seen the impact of that, both on the negative side, mm. you know, those who have not done it and their believers, and those who are doing it and they are thriving in their work, mm. it, it makes all the sense 
for us to to be pushing this mm. um, uh, to, to to other people. So, um, and, and and us as a ministry in Uganda, we have decided everyone is going to do it. Every staff member has to do it. Mm. Um, it and, and I'll let you know this: it, it has worked better than any sessions we can have. Any things on culture of an organization, mm. you just begin to see as people are immersed in God's word every morning, mm. you begin to see that transformation even in the lives of the people that you're working with and the children. So going back, uh, seeing you coming to pick the quiet time diaries and, and understanding it's not a merchandise we are selling for mm. 5,000 mm. uh, and being able to make that commitment yes I will bring those quiet time diaries to you we're going to spend more fuel mm. we're going to spend more time but looking beyond those diaries and the cost to the impact it was going to have uh, was worthwhile to, mm. to avail those to, to you as a person and maybe mm. the rest of the school and maybe that explains uh, my new passion for carbon devils mm -hmm. in terms of a podcast where people can constantly be uh, in God's word mm -hmm. together mm -hmm. uh, as, as a community. But let me take a moment now to encourage those of us who are listening in uh, that yes, we are still raising funds uh, to get almost 1,300 packages. And by packages, I mean a quietum dairy in Chinyaranda mm -hmm and a, a Bible together. We've, we've spent a couple of years now, maybe two, uh, three or three years, um, just reaching out to different churches uh, in Rwanda. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the needs that has really come up constantly is young people not having access mm -hmm. to a Bible. Hard to believe, but it is true. Mm -hmm. And unlike Uganda, where uh, majority speak English, in, in Rwanda, there's a, there's a general uh, huge part of the population among young people who only speak one language, mm. uh, which is Sinyaranda. And so one of the things we decided to do that we think is going to be of impact is to raise funds and we purchase these Bibles, but attach a commentary. A commentary is, is the Bible, yeah, the quiet time diary itself attached to the Bible, and we give these out. Each of these packages only costs $21. $21. And uh, as of two weeks ago, we are at 17% of uh, just completing this particular project. And so if, if you would like to purchase one or two or 10 or 30 packages for young people, you never know, you might impact the next person mm. who is going to be reaching the next part of this region. Mm. It's, it's important. I, I cannot tell you I can, I can assure you that the next person is going to be from that particular group that you have helped, but it may not be to the region. It might be a family that has been impacted, mm -hmm. where a godly father, someone turns out to be um, maybe a rowdy young person, and now they're going to become a godly father. Out of one or two verses that they could have read, I, even coming to, uh, to serve with Word of Life um, on a full-time basis, you won't believe but was as a result of a passage I read in Matthew. Mm. A few weeks before finishing my bachelor's degree in IT. So I'm sitting down. This was under a mango tree. If you've been to Uganda Christian University, you know they have huge mango trees. Mm. I don't know how old those trees are. But I'm sitting under one of those trees. I'm in my quiet time. And I'm beginning to read from the book of Matthew. And there's this, 
until today, I, I know I confuse the Pharisees or Sadducees, but one mm. of those groups never believed in the resurrection. I think mm. must have been. They were the Sadducees. That's why we say they are sad, you see. They are sad, you see. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they sound the same. Mm. But they never believed in the resurrection. Mm. And they come to Christ and they're saying, <coughs> Christ, if, if, uh, <coughs> if, if one of us, um, and they are giving an example, one of their, 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 their Jew who has mm. uh, died without having children, someone one of us dies without having children and if a man dies without having children and it is by law the brother is supposed to marry the wife to bear children mm. uh, on behalf of of, of 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 their brother who has passed on but they say but what if also his brother dies mm. without bearing children and, and they went i think about two generation three mm. whose who's wife yes, yeah yes. and they say when they get to heaven whose wife will it be mm. and and one of the things that was extremely impactful was Christ's reply. Mm. And he said, you are in error, not knowing the scriptures, mm. nor the power mm. of God. Mm. Now, I'll be honest with you, having finished a bachelor's degree, there are opportunities either to serve with MTN, mm. Airtel, and all these telecom companies. I'd actually wanted to serve with the army at some point mm. because we were, we were told apparently that the army has one of the most sophisticated IT system. Mm in the country because of the defense system that they're mm. and i wanted to serve with the best i wanted to work with the best and at that point of course questions come you want to make money you want to have a good family you want to have to be able to have provided for your children i'm thinking all of these things while at college and looking at this verse it almost spoke to my heart in saying david you're in error not knowing the scriptures know the power of god mm. that god has enough power to provide for you, but you have to know the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And it's at that point that I realized, hey, the things of this world can be a distraction. Mm -hmm. uh, we can begin to think that if I've, I have all this money in my bank account, then I have, I have, I'm, I'm sufficient of myself. And I realized, no, 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 no. God has the power to take care of us. Mm -hmm. I will choose to serve him. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I remember writing an email to the director and, and saying, um, I'm coming. To mm. serve with word of life mm. whether it is to slash whatever work there is to do mm. i will do and i i don't want to say i was naive because so many years later um, i'm still here and i still would like to serve mm. and, and give up my all and so going back to um again the power of god's word in the morning to how this can be of impact of course we are doing all of this but while sharing with you portions of what god has done mm. over the years and that was another moment in time for me where god spoke to me but if we we've finished camp in taiba i know you went back to school mm. uh, at some point uh, bible school and, and and you served there and mm. somehow you've ended up back here mm. uh, in uganda would you like to share, share with us a moment or two we are interested in finding out how does Amanda come into the picture uh, with ministry and, and, and God somehow, I want to share my part, mm. but so God somehow um, giving you a partner who has the same passion um, mm. on seeing others grow in their work with God. Just just give us a, a glimpse of what that looks like in well, ministry. Um, I mean, before, before going to the Amanda part, which mm. is a wonderful part, a, you know, yes, being involved in camps here in Uganda, we, we ran quite a number of camps after that, mm. after the Taiba one. I think we went to um, that place in Namugongo, um, the, Chris, the, the school there, the international school, and we ran so many other camps, I think mm. Budo, etc., etc. 
But uh, and then after that, I, I, I had to travel and go and study. And there I think a transformation also took place um, because sitting down to study God's word for about two years, mm-hmm. you know, I, and I sat in that class and I said, you know what, this, this is something that is, is needed. This is something that we also mm-hmm. need back in Uganda, mm-hmm. back in Africa. And so transforming from a camp, a camp, you know, it's just, you know, a few days, mm. just five days of intense. Mm. And you see the tremendous life change taking place there. Uh, but typical of a camp is, you know, it tends to fade off. By, by one month, it's, mm. it's gone. Mm. And people are back to their normal lives. And, and then now they're waiting for the next camp. And that's why we would run them at least three times in a year. There was mm. the first know, term, yeah, first term holiday, second term holiday, and mm. third term holiday. So it was like coming back for, you know, like now we're talking about COVID. Mm. <laughs> booster doses. <laughs> you Second need booster doses, yes. Um, and, and, but also my mind be, beginning to be transformed to saying, listen, you can have several weeks of camp. Mm. What goes on in a camp is what happens at the Bible Institute, really. Mm. You know, for week and after week and after week of studying God's word and just seeing lasting transformation taking place uh, mm. in that platform. So when I came back, I think that was one of my goals, just seeing a similar thing happening. And okay, did, I think it began with the, with the DTS, discipleship, Yes, the, the discipleship training, training school, mm. you know, very similar philosophy. And we had young people uh, come here and, and study for, I think, two months or three months or mm. something like that. Um, but it's amazing to see, you know, people that have graduated from that mm. discipleship training school. You know, just God using them. The Lumonians. Yes. <laughs> There's so many people. Yeah. I mean, a number of them are on cabin devils yeah. as well, mm. uh, helping with the different things. So, Bef- before you can skip mm. to Amanda, just mm. need, I'm sorry, uh, mm. let me just take you back to mm. that. Mm. That the other fact that we need to remember is eventually the Bible school starts here, mm. the Bible Institute. Mm. But part of the early years mm. of that school was a group of students that come from Rwanda. Yes, yes. And come and do a year here at mm. the Bible school. Mm. And now four of them, that is Charles, Florence, Angelita. Mm. Uh, this is Charles, Florence, Angelita, and Olivier. Mm. And mm. now mm. the team that we have in Rwanda as the first volunteers and mm. staff in Rwanda to this date. Yeah. This is yeah. about three, three years, three yeah. years ago. Yeah, um, three years back. Mm. That's that's interesting. That yeah. is interesting. And 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 you can see now that the long term you know uh, strategy it, it really helps to bring people from outside. I, well, would have brought those guys for camp, mm. but again it would have faded after one month, and then you have to figure ways of of helping them to to move along. So, this long strategy of the Bible Institute, the you know discipleship training school, has really helped seeing those uh, young people. And, and and David, you can afford to be away mm. and you know you have a group that you can trust mm. in terms of you know the their work ethics mm. uh, in terms of their doctrine in terms of their passion there's something that happens uh, when people attend the bible institute or the the bible training um, that just inculcates mm. certain discipline into an individual mm. and, and puts them in a place where they can you know serve comfortably so it's good to hear and to see you know what's happening in Rwanda as a result of uh, those young people, and I pray. You know, you've talked about uh, a, a, a Rwanda 
diary. Mm. Um, I know you've, you've run camps there and I pray, it is my prayer and I usually tell my students that I teach at the BI, I would like for them to do the same thing mm. wherever God has called them from. So it would be good to see maybe a discipleship training you know, program or school in, in Rwanda being mm. done in Kenya, Rwanda, mm. uh, to, to see more of young people in Rwanda mm. being trained and moving away from Chigali and, mm. and moving to other centers uh, within that, that, mm. that area. So, yeah. Now that you, you bring that up, let me, let me just maybe give us a glimpse of some of the <laughs> things that uh, we, we are thinking about. But I, I, Traveling to Rwanda and, 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 and just getting to know the people and living there for uh, weeks at a time. I'm actually planning to travel this coming month again uh, as we try to register the ministry there so we can live there permanently. Mm. Um, but one of the needs I've seen, Devi, is the need to learn English. Why do I say English? Mm. It's because a lot of resources in the English language mm -hmm. a lot of resources that if someone learns the language you've given them access to mm -hmm. online resources you've given them you've given them a tool to help them dig deeper in their work uh, mm -hmm. with God mm -hmm. and a while ago this is about uh, this one was some of the early ministry we did in Rwanda we had begun a language school mm -hmm. more like a very short-term language school in, again trying to help with it starting with the team mm -hmm. I know when they were here in Uganda English was difficult mm -hmm. and they had to, to kind of redo some of the classes uh, at a slower pace for them to be able to for them to be able to catch certain concepts now their English has become better but one of the things I'm really thinking about is a language school. Um, it may be a short-term language school. And of mm. course, using discipleship <coughs> content, mm. homework will be to memorize scriptures in, in English, mm. to prepare a message in English or a Bible study in English. That will be the homework. Mm. And as we get young people come, because we know most of them don't speak English well while in high school, but they need that English at the university level. And the government is actually pushing for the courses and lessons to be done in English, but I know it's a need mm -hmm. and that is something we would like to do. Let me encourage us to uh, check out give.world.org. Mm -hmm. Check out that website and, and, and look out for Rwanda mm -hmm. and, and the team that you will see there under the Rwanda profile is Olivier, Charles and uh, Angelita and Florence. Choose to support them in their work. Uh, as they begin to serve, just just reach out to to any of that uh, those 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 profiles and and give and and you can choose to support them monthly. Uh, right now they are dependent on what we raise as a, as a family. We get a portion of that and are able to support them uh, on a monthly basis. But I would really really appreciate if if God uh, places it upon your heart to be able to just take up one of one of them, maybe Olivier or Charles, mm. uh, and give a twenty dollars, fifty or hundred uh, that is going towards uh, their monthly uh, needs. But that's just briefly uh, concerning. Let me let me jump jump yeah. on, on what you've just said. You know, the, teaching them English, and I know um, Rwanda just took up the you know Commonwealth side of things and, mm. and introducing English, uh, abandoning I think French or. Um, mm. But I think it is critical. I think it is important that yes, the language school or language program is set up. Uh, that that goes with the the vision mm. that a ministry has. Um, God has a much bigger vision in as far as ministry is concerned. 
we tend to limit God's vision by our limited, you know, comfortability in staying within small settings. You know, mm. I mean, Rwanda, people speak Chinyarwanda, so I restrict myself to, mm. let's just learn Chinyarwanda. But we need to think big. You know, we would like to see a scenario where Rwanda now is also being used as a springboard to, to launch out to other countries mm. around Rwanda. Word of Life Uganda is, a, is as a product of Word of Life Kenya. Mm. Um, and, and Word of Life Rwanda now is as a product of Word of Life you know, Uganda. Uganda. Mm. So, and that's, that's, that's multiplication. Mm. That's what we are called to do as Christians. So Rwanda beginning to see itself not as an in-focused in, in ministry, mm. but for them to begin to think about the regions that Uganda cannot be able to reach in Kenya. Mm. Rwanda borders a number of southern Congo. countries yeah. there that uh, you know, may be speaking English. And mm. So beginning to have a bigger vision and, 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 and launching into some of those programs is critical. I tell people, you know, you find young people, they have just studied a certificate in, in Bible and they stop there. Mm. And I say, but God has a bigger vision. You just have a certificate, you're going to reach certificate people. Mm. Who's going to reach the degree people? Who's going to reach the master's people? Who's going to mm. reach the doctors? Mm. You know, so going as far as you can, as much as God can enable you mm. um, to be able to fulfill the vision that God has for, for the country. So yes, I, I support that and if mm. anyone can support that endeavor, I mean, please go ahead, do it. Uh, one of the men that had a huge impact in my life when I was at the Bible school was a Japanese guy. Mm. And that Japanese guy found himself into the US because he went through language school in Japan. Mm. But you see how God moves him from Japan after going through language school, comes to the US, gets to meet an African there and impacts his life. <laughs> so you just mm. never know. Um, but that's, that's God. He has a much broader vision. Mm. He enables a Japanese English class to be able to reach Africa. Mm. So, you know, it's interesting. Um, David, when this year was starting, I remember sharing with you, of course, being envious of how set you are mm. with the rest of the year, with a theme coming from someone, mm. thrive, thrive. Mm. Mm. But as, as the days went by, and I did share with you openly that I was, I was really trying, I was struggling mm. to, to just have a direction uh, for for this year, but you, you, I don't know if I've shared this with you, but mm. our theme in Rwanda is, is to abide. Mm. We want to mm. abide. Mm. It's the same as thriving, really. Mm. But for me, I went down to the roots. You realize how that you thrive. How yes. you thrive. Mm. That, that that man described in someone, someone yeah. who does not walk in the mm. counsel of the wicked is actually likened to a tree planted by the rivers of water whose leaves will not wither. Mm -hmm. And he'll bear fruit in season. Mm. Now, going back to John 15, when he says, Abide in mm. me and my word in you. Mm. And of course, the experience says, Without me, you can do nothing. Mm. I'm reminded, talking about, I'm going to come back to your previous point. Mm. I'm reminded of the fact that um, uh, we cannot bear fruit by trying mm. harder, mm. but we bear fruit by abiding mm. and i think it was wendell called I, I that statement just stuck with me i've mentioned this before when he said the best fruit a believer can bear is another believer mm. talking about the japanese mm. uh, friend mm. who mm. impacted you he's mm. he's bearing fruit mm. of another mm. believer mm. and i want to say that the best fruit we can bear let me repeat those same words is another believer it's investing in another believer 
and, and bearing fruit, leaving a mark. That was the other one, make a mark, mm. leaving a mark in another person's life. And it could be from a distance. It could be the Christian near you. It could be another believer. You may even just ask, how may I pray for you? Mm. That is a statement that for me, I wish someone would ask as often as they can mm. of me in saying, just asking me, Devi, how can I pray for you? Because we struggle. Mm. Um, and, and they usually say leadership is lonely at the, at the top. Why? Because most people that you meet are impressed by what you're doing and mm. you, and you, there's pain, there, there are struggles, mm. and you only wish someone would ask you, Devi, how may I pray for you? How may I pray for you? But that is bearing fruit in another believer's life with a very simple statement saying, how can we pray? How can we pray? And we'll be sharing some uh, prayer points as we come to the end of our time here. Mm. But Devi, let me, not, let me not leave questions unanswered. Just mm. kindly share with us how eventually Amanda comes on board. Um, I know it took years. I know you mm. met at some point at the Bible school without knowing that eventually. Mm. <laughs> it, it, it was yeah. an interesting story. I mean, we went to the Bible Institute at the same time. Mm. Um, I, I vaguely remember her. She probably remembers me very well because I was very much involved in mm. different things. But uh, And there were a few Africans there. And there were a yeah. few Africans, yes. So um, I was used for so many, many things. Uh, but, you know, we... we some of the people that I call my close friends mm. are people who are her close friends, which is interesting. Uh, but we never, ever, at any one point, either even sat at the same table. Mm. Um, but, I mean, for me, I was focused on studying and, and, and doing <laughs> ministry. There was a lot of ministry there mm. to be done. I was excited and passionate. I, I believe, uh, you know, the, the co-founder of Word of Life, uh, Harry Bobak, used to make a statement, you know, that while I was in the way doing God's will, mm. the Lord took care of all these other details. Mm. You know, uh, it's almost like Matthew 6.33. And so I, I wasn't so much concerned about looking for a wife or I, I just did what God asked me to do and I allowed him to take care of the rest. So here's an interesting thing. Uh, Amanda attends a ladies' conference after the BI and she picks up my prayer card mm. because I think she remembers this guy. She was in the same... By then, she had already moved away from Word of Life, and she moves on. She picks up some several prayer cards. One one of them is mine, and she keeps on praying. Then she goes to university yeah. and um, decides to come to Africa. They made a tour of Africa, and she finishes university, comes to Uganda, and serves. Decides to serve at an orphanage, mm. um, and it so happens that that orphanage used to bring their kids to camp. Mm. And I, I can say the rest is history. Mm. You know, just being able to catch up and see, hey, we, we went to the same school and we had so many things in common. But mm. uh, I think the biggest thing was uh, what, 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 you know, struck the deal is, is her passion for the Lord, passion mm. for the lost, passion for ministry. I, I believe I am called to serve anywhere. Um, I know this may be a shocker to people. I don't think I'm, be, uh, I'm called to serve in Uganda. Mm. I, am, I am called to serve anywhere and that's one of the things that I told her if you feel called to serve within Uganda then I don't think we can go on with this mm. I told her I am the type if I am told to go to Somalia tomorrow I will gladly pick up my bags mm. and go and uh, she's, she's the same way and, and I think um, you know having built a friendship um, same faith same direction mm. uh, here we are down the line with three kids um, and, and, and just enjoying to serve together mm -hmm. and, uh, as friends. Yeah. 
Amen. I wish we had time to share. Uh, again, I have so many memories as well of Grace at camp. And I know we're friends uh, hoping to to get married. Things got a bit difficult at some point and we gave it a pause. I don't know what she had done or what I had done. But we were at camp at the same time mm. during games. I'm leading games, water games. Mm. <laughs> and a point came when I told campers to go and pour water on anyone who has refused to Especially play. Especially those counselors that would sit yes, they would to sit the back. side to watch. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And the camp went wild. Mm. And she got water mm. and poured it on me. Mm. Remember, there's no, we're not talking mm. at that point. Mm. Uh, but that pouring water on me mm. is what struck the conversation again mm. Mm. that the relationship was able to pick up. Uh, so for you, it was a reverse. You know, it when, was when, <laughs> when people talk about pouring cold water on, on, on a situation <laughs> or a conversation, it's like killing it. But for you, it reignited the, yes, um, the relationship. But we, we had been friends for long, since, since childhood, let me say. Mm. Mm. Um, I, I actually remember as well Bible clubs now at university uh, doing a Bible club in uh, in uh, in uh, moves and I started one in UCU and it's it's a lot but again the passion goes back to uh, being able to or wanting to reach young people it's really what unites us and of course in between there is opportunities to serve within Word of Life born again to a living hope being the other program that we served in together. It's, it's just interesting to look back. And I'm really thankful to Word of Life mm. uh, for ministry opportunities that eventually are able to ignite your heart towards a particular direction mm. and again show you friends who have the same call. And eventually, God leads you the same direction. Mm. But David, thank you so much uh, once again for agreeing to uh, have this conversation. Mm. What can we be praying for? As, as a ministry here in, in Uganda, for some of us who are listening in, mm. what are some of the things that we can be in prayer for right now, right now, needs right now? There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a passage um, in Chronicles that talks about the sons of Ishaka um, mm. who knew the times and, and knew what to do in those times. That's my prayer. Uh, so much is going on in the world. Uh, the rate of change is also much faster than it was uh, mm. before. Um, my, my greatest concern is for us as a ministry to be irrelevant mm. when things are moved on, to know what God is asking us to do at this time, to discern you know, what God is putting out in the open for us to be able to do and not to be caught up with traditions. Mm. And this is how we've always done things. This is how. Um, so wisdom and discernment. Um, I, I believe through those two things, the rest just falls into place. It's wisdom in discernment in who do we hire, mm -hmm. wisdom in discernment on which partnerships to take on, wisdom and discernment on which ministry and how to do the ministry, uh, wisdom and discernment on the resources that God is giving us. So um, I, I, would, I would broadly say in, in a fast-changing world, I think that's our biggest thing and mm -hmm. that uh, we will thrive and, and learn to abide um, in the Lord as a team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It's been awesome. It's been awesome uh, just talking through these things. And maybe just to share as well a couple of prayer points. Um, I have mentioned this in a newsletter uh, uh, before uh, to some close friends. But please continue to pray for Grace's mom. Um, she's not well. She's undergoing treatment. And, and that has 
has drained uh, Grace and I and, and Grace's family. Uh, physically, spiritually, there's so many, one after another, areas of concern that when you're praying, you feel like you're drained. Um, so keep praying for that. But the other is, uh, as we move into Rwanda, this is one, um, not confusing, but many call me, contact me, and they ask, are you in Rwanda, are you in Uganda? Are you in Rwanda, are you in Uganda? And, and we are in both, if I should say. There's a lot of ministry uh, taking place here. In fact, later on today at 2, I'll be walking, uh, I mean, I'll be training a group of young people here at the Bible School on the philosophy of camping. And some of this conversation is going to be repeated to them. They are running a children's camp. They, they've done a... And, and I know this is strange to hear in COVID moments. And, and it's one thing we are really, really thankful to God for, uh, that we're able to run camps. How many children were those that showed up? Uh, quite a number, over 100. It was uh, 200 and something um, on, on day one, on mm. Saturday. And then uh, on Sunday, they had about 170-something. Yeah, and it's and it's it's interesting. So I'll be I'll be I'll be just uh, training the same uh, group of staff and, and students on how to run those camps, and then in a few weeks I'll be back in Rwanda again, uh, meeting with the team and, and following up on the registration. And and one of the things we plan to do is to do a training uh, for for churches and church leaders. We call it Fifty One. Uh, <laughs> it's strange. It also starts with camp. Mm. Uh, most mm. churches have a week of camp, but they do not know what to do the other 51 weeks of mm. the year. Mm. And so this program equips youth leaders uh, with tools that they need to carry out uh, evangelism and, and discipleship mm. the other 51 weeks of the year. So we call it uh, 51. And we hope to translate some of that material in Chinyaranda and, and be able to put it out uh, to these young uh, leaders for the for the young people uh, to give them a vision uh, for uh, this coming year. So those are some of the things you can be in prayer for. Of course, not forgetting the quiet time passages. I mean packages uh, that we are trying to raise uh, funds for. Debbie, as we come to the end, anything that uh, may have come to mind um, as we close? Just I mean, a couple just, of last um, words. You mm. know, just having a, a bigger perspective and vision mm. in everything that we do. Um, it's not just a camp. Mm. There's lives behind that camp. It's not just a quiet time diary. It's mm. not just a program that we're talking about. It's not just an English program. Mm. You know, sometimes we tend to see things in those small isolated things that mm. we need to be willing to look beyond those programs to the impact and the potential of mm. whatever we are getting engaged in. So as you buy that quiet time diary for that young person, don't, don't think about just that diary. Think about the potential that you know that diary can have in, in changing and transforming that young person as they answer those two questions. Mm. What is the passage saying, and how can I apply it in my life? Mm. So, asking God to be able to give us, you know, broader eyes. You know, when David is asking for support to go to Rwanda, think beyond the five dollars that you're going to send, and think, you know, the impact it can have five, ten years down from from now. Mm. Which other person are you going to be listening to? maybe 10 years down the line because of that five, $5 or $10 that you've given towards the ministry. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Uh, again, see you on the next one. Let me encourage you to check out, uh, those of you in Uganda, check out shop, uh, 
www.cabindivos.com to grab yourself a jumper. It helps to grow this particular uh, podcast. But again, hope to see you soon. Thank you so much and bye-bye. Your number one live podcast Sundays at 9 p.m. East Africa time.